Nintendo Land feed. Welcome back. Uh, it's been it's been a it's been a start for it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we yeah, I'm here with Alex O'Neill. Hello, Hi. Alex. Hello, Mike. Um, it's you and me yeah. against the world. Oh, yeah, here here on our on our little podcast feed that you know this actually is probably one of one of the a billion podcast podcast feeds you're on but it's it's just like i just happen to show up like if you start yeah. a podcast feed you get an email from me it's like part it's of the like, process hey, by the way like get, hey yeah, here i am i'm gonna be on the Sign 10th this. episode i'll see you guys soon yeah. welcome to the podcasting community yeah. just kind of sign happens. just sign this here yeah. you know this it's it's all a part of the process i've been on now, all podcasts yes all of them at the same time, yes. it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we're here on our new, our newest feed for our Nintendo-focused show, uh, A Trip to Nintendo Land, which if you haven't, I mean, if you're here, you probably already see that there's that pilot episode we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to thank everyone who's taken the time to listen to it and also people who have also sent, sent feedback about it in general. Um, I greatly appreciate it, and that's actually kind of how this what we're about to do here uh became to be from some of the feedback y'all sent us so thank you nice uh but i just wanted to you know this the time of this will probably be uh you know probably right before our next full episode because we i threw some tweets out there but uh, the plan was to have an episode in early june so we can play xenoblade when that comes out and some you know, and round up all the news that has come out over the last couple of months. So that's that'll be the next episode. But what this is, um, is you know, I had some feedback about just being like, hey, um, I know you guys, but I don't know necessarily like why Nintendo is a thing you want to make a make a main series about. Um, and what what are your passions and what are your what are your things that make you so uh, in love and just with Nintendo series, Nintendo franchise, Nintendo in general. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Like, it's, I'm sh- I'm sure you can go back through the years of your podcast, like we said, and you can find things you've Alex has specifically has said about it. But I, but it's never, never. Uh, but I, I guess I'm just assuming. But there's probably not one like condensed place for it either. Like no. it's just kind of over years of shows, and then you know some of us are newer to the site, so we don't have that either necessarily. So it's just like, okay, well, let's just do it then. Let's just have this little mini series that's going to kind of come in between uh the main nintendo land show which is going to be more current nintendo news and like event focused more more so than like just kind of general conversation um not to say that won't happen sometimes in the show but we just wanted to i just wanted to keep that show more focused in a way yeah um so we're here to just talk about franchises and stuff we like and one in particular is a big doozy of a one legend mm-hmm. of zelda we love it. We love it. I love it, especially like I'm curious, yeah. like it's been nice this these last couple of weeks because you and I, uh, as as the host of the show, like we're huge mm-hmm. Paper Mario fans and, and like that news came out. Yeah. And so I, I think people could could kind of put it on the radar of like, oh, like these guys do care about some of the more niche Nintendo stuff, yeah. you know, like Paper Mario, mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Is one of the ones that that's kind of like kind of like Pikmin. It's like maybe a B tier Nintendo title that the people that like are really really passionate about it. Like Zelda speaks to everybody, you know. Yeah, uh, totally. But but that doesn't like I you know a lot of people have like a lot of different experiences with Zelda. Uh, I'm sure you and I have have very different takes on it too. So I'm yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a great starting point for like how do you feel about nintendo if if it's either mario or zelda like for me it's definitely zelda and 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 that kind of shapes my view of them yeah yeah i totally agree with that and just you know and it's that thing of like there aren't really a lot of video game franchises well there there are there are some but like not a lot that have existed for like multiple decades Mm -hmm. and have continued and you continue to see them iterated on and like nintendo like the majority of their franchises are that so i feel like they have like a weird special place because their their franchises are that so like you can i can talk about when i was 10 years old and playing this zelda game where i'm now 30 and can still talk about yeah. playing a playing a zelda game and being excited for a zelda game and like there are there aren't a lot of franchises you can really do that with anymore nowadays in games um totally so so yeah i, w- I would say let's just 
to get us kicked off here in this uh uh Zelda chat, I would say we just we just start from the top. Like let's just go back way back when to when we were we we lads, we we children, little baby boys, um, and talk about like some of our real first memories with like uh the our first Zelda games and our first experiences and like some of the memories that are also tied to kind of those first games that we played in the series. Um, why don't you go ahead and start us off here? Yeah, I, I like the. I definitely have like very defined memories of playing Ocarina of Time with my mm-hmm. brothers. Like that that stands out the most. Um, yeah. But I I also remember you know like my dad had a original NES, uh, and I was born in '93 for point of reference, right? So a few years mm-hmm. into Super Nintendo. And, you know, by the time I was, like, cognizant, I wasn't really... It was of the, like, N64, PS1 era. Um, But I had, like, from a young age, a fascination with older games uh, and replaying old games, uh, Mm -hmm. which just carried into who I am and ruined me. Um, But I I remember my dad had an NES, and he had the original Legend of Zelda. And as, like, a very young child, I, I watched him play it on occasion. Um, and then one of my first like video game memories uh, that is like very clear. I have a couple, but this this is like maybe number two on the list of timeline wise. Going to the mall with my my older brother Brady, and he was going to trade in some games and get uh, a game called The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, um, which had been out. But uh, he, you know, my brothers were smart in that. They didn't always look for like the most recent games. They would go through old like editions of GamePro and see what they'd given five star reviews to like older games. Like a lot of times it was like older RPGs and stuff. Uh, And that's how my brother Brady got uh, Chrono Trigger and A Link to the Past, I believe. So like those were games that we found in like 97, 98, but Mm -hmm. like had come out in obviously like 92, 93 or whatever. Um, and which I, I thought was cool. And, you know, like I, I had appreciation for that still to this day of like every time you're kind of faced with the, the $60 wall of current video games, you can always look back and find something that you might have missed. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, I, I distinctly remember coming home with him from the mall and sitting down and watching him play through like the first two dungeons in A Link to the Past. And that was kind of like my first real exposure to The Legend of Zelda. Uh, and then later on I would play through Ocarina of Time with with my mom uh, where she would play and because I wasn't really coordinated at the time and uh, I would do all the maps because I really like <laughs> maps um, right. so I would like tell her where to go and do all the navigation be like I think this item is in that chest and stuff like that um, but yeah I, I had a lot of like playing through with my older siblings and and I played through Ocarina of Time which would have been the first one that I played uh, through all the way with my mom so excellent that's that's really cool that like it was like a fa- it was really was like a family bonding experience that's 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 awesome yeah people uh, say that about like nintendo games a lot and and i yeah. know like the thing is like i'm not gonna be one of those guys that says oh nintendo only makes family games because I, I think their games are deep and and can yeah. re- really be appreciated yeah. on a lot of nuanced levels um especially Absolutely. like you know gary would have made a talk show in animal crossing like like there is yeah. so much ridiculous <laughs> potential with nintendo games but yeah. it is true that like Nintendo as like a as a core was like very big to my family dynamic and 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 like of the video games that we would I would play with my brothers or my mom most of them would be Nintendo games. Yeah, and 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 I had a similar thing of like not necessarily Zelda, but there was another uh, big Nintendo franchise which was Mario Kart, which is that was very much a me and my mom played that together, and I have met a lot of memories of that. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, I would say uh, yeah. You know, not to not to not to get stuck on Ocarina of Time, but that was also kind of the first one that also was one that sticks out most in my mind. Like I had a neighbor. I remember I had a, uh, I did have, I did have, I did see some of the earlier Zeldas like Link to the Past and even the original Legend of Zelda at, an, at a neighbor's house. But like I was so young that like I didn't even know those were Zelda games. Like I didn't know what Zelda was. Like now I can think back now and obviously remember those games, but. Ocarina of Time was really that first one because I was like, like you said, old enough to kind of be more cognizant of, and and like also playing games on my own and just it it was a thing where like some some family some of those games 
on N64 were kind of fan, were like kind of got my family interested, but largely it was just me kind of like experiencing these worlds on my own and being kind of uh, on my own with playing a lot of games. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the memories were uh, a lot of my game playing, which I'm sure a lot of people at a younger age also had to do this was renting them from Blockbuster. Um, like you said as well. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember I would constantly rent uh, Zelda for a while. There was like a, a, a long stretch of pier where I would rent Zelda but since they swapped around carts so many times that I'd always get like a new cart and then I have to start over and then go through the first three dungeons. And then by the time I got finally would get through those three dungeons, I was never able to actually get any further beyond that. Mm. Um, just because of the renting processes and all the thing that wins that you were um, playing the Ocarina of Time roguelike edition. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Pretty much that. Of, all right. I start over and I remember these dungeons now so vividly because I had <laughs> I played through them like four or five, even maybe six times awesome. through rental. And <laughs> of course, but of course uh, the, the other side of renting and getting into other people's uh, saves. Um, basically there was a, uh, we were, we were moving uh, out of the, out of my, the, the family townhouse we're in um, into a house that was being built. Uh, so during that time when the house was being built, we lived in a small apartment. Um, so while we were in that apartment, like I was like, like I basically had control of the, there was a living room TV and the N64 was hooked up to that. And I was pretty much on that the entire, there was like literally like an entire summer where I was just on that TV playing games whenever, Excellent. whenever I had uh, the opportunity to. So, you know, a lot of renting games um, and Ocar again, Ocarina of Time came up. Um, and I remember, I remember vividly, I, I had, I had a friend at the time, younger friend who was like much more knowledgeable about games. Like he, he he like had already beaten Legend of Zelda himself. Like yeah, I know he he like was really into like Sonic games and like Sega Sega games at the time, and was able to like you know he was like still my around my age. I would have been like you know probably like eight or nine at the, by this time, and like he he was just like he was just much more better at knowledgeable and better about how these games worked and how to get through them. Uh, so I remember renting Zelda again, and then he came over and we just had like a sleepover night uh, one night. And I rented, I rented, um, Ocarina of Time and, um, it had another person save on it and I booted it up and it put me as adult link who granted at this point, I had never seen, any, never of seen this this thing, <laughs> any of this thing ever in this game. And it was not just like right when you turn into adult link, it was adult link standing at the end of the, the fire temple with like the hammer in his hand. Like he had, whoever had it clearly had just beaten this boss and then had to like turn it, return it. Um, so I just turned this on and was just like, what in the world is this game right now? This is, this doesn't seem right. Did I get the wrong game? Like I was like very confused, but then my friend was there and then he explained everything to me. I was like, oh yeah, you like travel through time and stuff and whatever. And I was just like, what, what? <laughs> and then I can't imagine how blown yes, your mind was yeah, at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't even, I didn't even know. Like I still couldn't, co I think I comprehended it at the time of like what, what it was because i because like the, the person was way into it but from that point on my like i said my friend had played and beaten that game already on his own so basically that whole sleepover was spent him showing me like basically from that point on through to the end and i watched him like beat the original ocarina of time and yeah. i remember that very vividly. it was very fun because we like literally stayed up all night throughout the night and played it and beat it and it was like like three o'clock in the morning, we were young and screaming because he was fighting Ganon <clears throat> at the end with his swords and stuff. And my parents came out and yelled at us and <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it was, nice. but yeah, that was like, that was kind of my initial Zelda experience. Uh, I love was that. With, was, yeah, was with uh, Ocarina of Time as well. And <clears throat> I don't really think I played, I never, I never really played Majora's Mask when I had it in 64. I don't, I don't believe I did. Um, after, after that, I think the first Zelda I played beyond that would have been, uh, the Oracle games. Nice. Yeah. I think like, honestly, I play, I had mm -hmm. a link to a link's awakening. Um, right. when I, yeah. when I was eight, I, my nose got torn off. This is a story I've told. I, I've never told mm -hmm. on this show. So it's always like, yeah. I don't know. Everyone's going to get a fresh take on it. <laughs> my nose got <laughs> torn off. Uh, when I was eight, by a dog, uh, by my dog, because uh, I was being a dumbass. 
Um, and so I had to go into a hyperbaric chamber for treatment, uh, the pressure chamber to help essentially mend my, my nose that yeah. had gotten, gotten stitched back on. You came out 20, uh, double powered. Yeah. Super <laughs> I went, I ascended to super Saiyan two <laughs> while I was in the hyperbaric <laughs> chamber. Um, but while, so I couldn't do it. I like had coloring books in the hyperbaric chamber because right. it's a pressure chamber. I can't take anything in there, but I would have like sessions in and out like an hour in hour out. So for the time when I was out, my parents got me a Game Boy Color and Link's Awakening. And that was the first time I owned a Zelda game. Like, this was... The Ocarina Time was, like, Brady's, and Majora's Mask was, like, Derek's, and I I couldn't delete their save files and stuff. Majora's right, Mask yeah. also mm-hmm. only had two save files, which was the cruelest shit. Yeah. Um, we were all stoked that we all had our own save file in Ocarina Time, but, mm-hmm. like, then, then Majora's Mask only had two. Which I, I try I tried to play Majora's Mask multiple times because I was fascinated with it, but I would have to finish it later when I was an adult. Yeah. Um but yeah, like the the one after that that I went to would probably be Link's Awakening. And I was just so excited to have my own Zelda game. And then that was a lot like a link to the past and it wasn't like Ocarina and it was kind of like learning like, oh, there's kind of two big kinds of this kind of game and I like both of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that that was definitely my thing too of or, of like the or the the Oracle games. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually beat them when they originally came out. I had actually beat them much later, but I, that it was that thing of like being like, Oh wow, there's, this is like the old Zelda it was like basically probably was probably a lot of my mentality of like, uh, this is cool, but it's not like the 3d, the real Zelda or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like that real but, shit. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that's probably would have been my, my take at the time as a young, much younger kid. And, but I think I still really, I think I still have like fond memories of that now though. Um, yeah. Of being able to like look back and be like, yeah, like I still enjoy these, these more tradi- like top down Zeldas. Still, I can still play them and have a lot of good, a lot of a lot of fun. Um, so I th- I think that's like a, I feel like I feel like that's probably going to be a lot of like in some regards. I, I you know now now looking back, I would say like or kind of Ocarina of Time is probably not my favorite one now. Looking Me back too. now. Yeah. Like, I think that's fair to say, but I feel like everyone has that still like that's probably like for a lot of people, especially around our age specifically, like saying like Ocarina of Time was probably that game for yeah. them to like. And it's it's one of those things because like obviously Final Fantasy 7 came out and like they came out like a year apart or, or on the in the same year. Um, and and it, it's like the, there are two tent poles because like I think one is an RPG and the other is more of an action game. Obviously, like Ocarina of Time, so influential. The Z targeting yeah. system like changed video games forever. <laughs> like you can't play action games yeah. without that system now. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, I think that the those really do like you hear those two games brought up a lot because, like, weirdly, that era was like kind of uh, very formative for for a lot of people that are our age, and I would yeah. say like a lot of people in the video game industry. Yeah. Are our yeah, age. Like- you know. for, for, formatting and then still a lot of ways influential like you said like that you can't there's still a lot of video games you can't look at and still find some way to like sneak your way back to ocarina of time or final fantasy 7 like for better or worse uh, so yeah and that's that's cool but I, but it's like it's still it's it was cool to hear like a completely different stories yeah that is really them. cool that hearing your ocarina of time story fills my heart honestly yeah, I it, love was, it. yeah it was a lot of yeah same those, uh, like those single kind of player thing. like team up with your buddy sleepover games were like some of the best yeah yeah it was a lot of fun um but let, let's you know we can uh it's kind of still going off of some of our fond memories of zelda i want to get a little bit more specific and into the nitty-gritty you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to stick to ocarina of time we can talk now i think we can talk more largely about any zelda games the more recent ones if we want to talk about like you know breath of the wild or like like the gamecube era ones like wind waker and twilight princess or even skyward sword and just talk about like what were aspects of some of these games that were like that's still like you can still think back to today and be like wow i really like this thing in wind waker i really like this dungeon like i remember this dungeon so vividly still today like are there any ones that like pop to your head immediately or is there ones anything you can think of uh it's tough you know like breath of the wild stands out so much just because it's so recent that's that's so fresh in my mind and i put 
so much time into it. I put more time in that game than like most games, you know? Yeah. Uh, like 200 plus hours or whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, like a lot of that stands out. Like go- going back to to when I was younger, like I was really, really, and I still am fascinated by Majora's Mask and all yeah. the systems that they put in that game. And I understand that the time system gets a lot of shit. Sure. Um, but like they, I love the idea. I'm, you know, I love completing things. So the idea of like you can kind of fill out your day calendar with like little events to do and you can do them all in a row and then you get kind of a prize at the end yeah. uh, for doing it and, and for caring about all these little characters and their little interactions. Like the 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 mask, the, the lover's mask quest in Majora's Mask is like so memorable because mm-hmm. it is one, so involved, but two, like so sweet and so heartwarming and like it, it, it leads to such a genuine moment. So every time I play that game, because uh, like essentially that quest literally starts you from nine a.m. on the first day to um, after midnight on the the last day. The last day, yeah. When I mm. when I when I finish that game, that's like the last thing I do. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go, uh, you know, save Kefka's mask and 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 re- reunite him with Anju, and and then when the to- the clock is struck. I'm gonna go fucking kill this majority yeah, mask. I'm gonna go because I'm gonna Majora. I'm gonna save them. You know, like I worked so hard for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this happy. It, it, it is yeah. like the most motivation I think of anything you do. Yeah, in that game. yeah. I th- I think that's like something I still like. It's been a while since it's, like Majora's Mask is probably the one I've haven't played in the longest. Because mm-hmm. um, I did I did play the 3ds remake, but even that was like what like six that's years ago. 2013 maybe yeah yeah something somewhere around there so it's still been a fair long time since i played that one but i but i do remember like like what you said like there's so much like personal stories in in that game compared to like at least at least like compared to like zelda games at the time right like yeah like i feel like there's you you meet like so many characters and there's so many specific like things they're going through because they like they have to reconcile that this moon is slowly coming down crashing down on them and like they don't have really like some of them don't even comprehend it and some of them like you don't see that you don't see that realization until it's like the final day like you said and then you, you're like I, I i i can't remember the character's name but i know there's like a lady in the bar that you're like buying drinks for right and like that's kind of her that's kind of her whole thing right like you like you're like getting drinks for her and like you've kind of you know it start it started and the start of it just kind of starts off as whatever, but then on that final day, you kind of start realizing like you're 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 buying drinks for her so she can like forget and like not be cognizant of like what's happening around her, and it's kind of like messed up. You're just like, oh yeah. gosh, like once you kind of start realizing the implications of like all of these things, and like Majora's Mask has like a bunch of that stuff, and I think there's like some of that in other Zeldas, but I feel like that was like the strongest. Yeah, in that game, and it's very it's interesting. That, it's what that game's all about, you know. Like mm-hmm. it, it's really about the people and the suffrage of them, and 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 kind of like helping these really small stories that that when you put them all together, make this really big web of yeah. all these interconnected things. Like uh, the lady at the bar is Anju's mother, who is like this kid who got turned into a kid, <laughs> like yeah. you know, by by mm-hmm. Skull Kid, and disappeared, and. Uh, and it's 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 super it's really cool like it, it, it's it's cool how interconnected that game is um, and and Breath of the Wild plays around with with stuff like that and it, it's it's funny because you know there's such an infamous story about how Majora's Mask was made it was like you know you have two years to make a sequel to Ocarina of Time with the same assets like yeah good luck good luck and and under that pressure they they made this diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is it is like there are very rare instances where I think that actually happens, especially with video games, because how complicated they are to make. Um, yeah. So it's just it Majora's Mask will always be enormously special, um, even in a franchise full of special games. Yeah, you know, special like, games, all very good games. Yeah, totally. Uh, I I definitely agree. That's like, you know, I don't I don't want to make this into like Nintendo put put stuff on Switch cowards, but like, <laughs> hey, you know. Like I would, I would love to have some of these games more readily available. Uh, yeah, I want, I do, I want like the Ocarina of Time remake, and if they do that, I would want the majority, Majora's Mask, like full, like do an HD remake, right? Uh, yeah, not necessarily change it, but just like 
do it, do it up. Don't do the 3ds thing. Do like the real thing. Right. Totally. Um, uh, I, I would say for I would say for me, uh, there's uh, two two Zelda games that definitely I would say more modernized and like specific things about them are Wind Waker and mm-hmm. uh, Link Between Worlds. I think mm. are two ones I I like and like I think back on and think very fondly of now of just I love how Link Between Worlds handles like it kind of being a sequel to Link to the Past but like also not really and it like kind of makes its own it makes its own it makes itself known that it's like hey you're you, this is Link this is the world and like this is like the world way way in the future and you can and there's still a of like literally in Japan it is called Link to the Past 2 but like yeah. at the same time like you can play this game as its own and like it, it has its own story and its own uh like I, I I really I just really like how they just just handle all that stuff in general of just they <clears throat> they harken back to this these fond memories of Zelda but still can make it modern and new and like, you know, introduce the system where it's like, Hey, you can just kind of tackle those however you want. And like, here's get whatever items you want and just go for it. And it's, it's, it was really cool. Um, and like, I, I think, I think it's one of those, uh, like larger mechanics that are in Zelda games, like where they, they don't really do a lot of that, but obviously there's Majora's mask with the masks and then there's Ocarina of time with like the, like a lot of the songs and, jumping back and forth but i think i really liked the like going into 2d in link between worlds and how they they like took took all the stuff you remember from like uh link to the past but like you know go to you still go to tower hera and it's still like the crazy bug uh thing the, the, like snake thing but then you're also like going through similar rooms but you're also using the going into walls mechanics like alongside this and i think it was just all like very smartly intricate and how they yeah. included all of this stuff. And I really, I just really liked that. Um, I, and I also love in Zelda games, like the weird kind of like higher level upgrade systems they have. And like a lot of them were kind of in the more early games of like getting, you're able to like get better tunics that like, like give you more armor. You can get like the cool bow by that shoots three shots or the bigger bombs. Um, yeah. That's that, I think that was more of like a top down Zelda thing. than you don't really see that as much. And some of the more recent like 3D ones, but I still really like that. It's a very basic system, like it's not anything crazy, but I think just it was always fun, like like giving this kind of throwaway, like collect these dumb little chirping octopus things, whatever the hell they are. But but like they gave you a cool reward for it, and like they added like a, a flavor to that world again. That was like really fun. Um, and I just I yeah I really liked Link Between Worlds a lot. And yeah. uh, that, I, I like that that remixed version of Tower of Hera, and then in the Dark World there was like a like a their take on a, a new water dungeon that was really fun where you're like using the hook shot to like pull and uh, like depress water and like you know it's it, since it's on 3ds it had like a really cool effect of like you know showing different l- levels. Um, those those two dungeons I can remember very vividly from that game and really enjoyed. Um, I, that like that's like a weird one I would love to see not on 3ds either but who knows i think yeah, i feel that's like a, i feel like a tough it, one but yeah i feel man, like it's it, it, i'd it, love it, to see it done up in hd and yeah. also like the original length of the past done up in hd yeah totally just just give them all to us why not uh like if you, if you did hd pixel art of length of the past yeah. like that could be incredible yeah. honestly yeah and like uh and then also like the other one i brought up was uh wind waker which like i i really like I, I really like the dungeons in Wind Waker and just the overarching story of Wind Waker, but at the same time, it is also just kind of like it's. I still like it, but Breath of the Wild kind of did a lot of the stuff that Wind Waker did, but better, you know. And, but and that's just like you know, with with time and you know iteration and game development advancing on better on better hardware, like that's just going to be a natural course but like you know but like even just like how it handles like the whole you know end game of wind waker and just like the uh, more so the story i mean by like you know it's talking about this this failed you know high roll essentially failed to take down ganon and, and was sunken into the water or they had kind of had to make that sacrifice to stop ganon more or less yeah and 
now now the current link is like having to reconcile with that and Ganon's coming back and you have to kind of save this kind of free the current world that's been literally sunken uh from you know uh, having the same fate and i feel like you know now jumping to breath of the wild where it, it kind of is like you're taking over link a hundred years after this huge calamity and um you have to kind of see the remnants of the world and what happened and i think them i think that was just the thing of like i think they did a much better job in breath of the wild obviously with a big open world compared to a big open sea that they could show like the more the more ramifications and effects of like what that war was where you can find that big open field of all the ruined guardians or like find like this big like all these big destroyed ruins like these towns that were decimated and there's like barely anything left of them yeah i think it's, that it's just... like wind waker is like the most brilliant uh, design around its limitations kind of video yes. game well yeah totally um, because like the it, the world is massive, but you, it never necessarily has to feel like that because you're just going from one little area at a time yeah. to the next. And it's just like little condensed um, zones. It's just that's the one that's hurt the most from me by by like the the final act, like the last, like the fact that right. it wasn't finished. You know, like that they couldn't put all the dungeons in it that they want. And yeah. I know it's it is like a minor thing that they did make better with like the HD version. It just always mm-hmm. bumps me out that you have to go get eight Triforce pieces at the end instead of going into like two or three more dungeons. Yeah, and then going into the dungeons and doing that. But yeah, yeah, I, no, I totally agree because I uh, like it is definitely a, like I would have liked to see more dungeons just because like the ones the, the, dungeons the dungeons are so good in Wind Waker. Yeah, that that's like, yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a reason why they weren't able to make two more of them. It's because like they would have gone so all out with them. Yeah. Um, but the ones that we do get like the dark dungeon with all the, like the zombies and stuff is like so. Yeah. Like even the Shadow Temple, which is I would say like the closest thing in Ocarina of Time, it's totally different. And it, yeah, they, completely they, different. They got this whole new vibe with the the art style that's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I and I I really I, the one that I like too is I I forget the specific name of it, but it's like the one where you have like I don't think it Dark Dungeon it, I know had like the shadows, but it's, like the, the Earth, the, it's the Earth Dungeon and the Wind Dungeon. I think is what they are technically. Yeah, and then I guess it'd be the Earth Dungeon. And is that the one where you have like the like the partner and you have to kind of use? That's where you have the, to, the girl, the the, yeah, the bird girl, like the bird girl, and, then, and Bedley, and then you have the stat. There's also like a statue you can control. Yes, I've, uh, I've, I that that dungeon was always super fun to me because it was like that thing of like, obviously it was kind of like a you had to like a um I'm blanking on the name the, the style of the things, but like having these like partners that are kind of stuck with you. Uh, escort ex- mission. Ex- escort, yes, escort, escort mission. Escort mission. We got the yeah. same time. We got, yeah, we got <laughs> like, there. What is it? Oh god, oh, god. <laughs> words, words are hard. Um, yeah, but yeah, like and of course, a lot of games broader than Beyond Zelda, like escort missions, are always kind of frowned upon. But I think like that den- that dungeon is just so smart and so fun, and they like handle a way of like, you know, you, you can you can you can fall into some crummy situations where enemies can like take this out, but it's like never a major. You're not like, oh, I'm I'm failed this thing completely, more or less. Yeah, they always come back to the same very reliable place if you lose yeah. them too. So. Yeah, and it's so it's just smart, and it's just it's just like a fun take on those that that sticks out. And of course, like the visual look of it, it's like all this like weird gold kind of ancient ruiny looking dungeon. I just really remember liking that dungeon. I that sticks out in my mind. And the and the one where it's like I think it's when you're like going into Hyrule itself at towards the end of the game where you like go you like go into that you're like make this big almost coliseum looking thing come out of the water and then you like sail sail the the king of the red season and then you you have to like lower the waters and things like that i think that's like sort of part of it but i I remember i just remember like the visual look of all that stuff um super cool and and the uh and the stealth mission at the the, up at the front yeah people always hate on that but i i think it's fun yeah i thought it was fun too and so cute when like yeah. Link is like ducking in the barrel and like yeah, shifting his eyes and stuff. It's yeah, so you gotta great. sneak around the weird pig men. Yeah, I I thought it was super fun too. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's uh, I, I I just there's so the much that, to say of like specific things about Zelda games that are great. Those yeah, are just totally, a handful, you know. Totally. Um, I I do want to ask one thing of like I get and this more applies to that that era of 3D Zeldas of like you know the Wind Wakers and the Twilight Princess. What were some of your like favorite like you know items? Like every like every time you got this like if there's one specific one or just like maybe a few like anytime you got it you were just like all right this 
Now, now, it's, it's, now, hey, we're we're in a Zelda game now for real. It's one of those things where, like, and and keep in mind, like, Ocarina of Time was my first exposure to it. So when I saw it in two D Zelda games, I was like, oh, this is cool, but maybe not yeah. as cool. But like, I've always loved the hook shot. I've always Hell thought the hook yeah. shot is the coolest. <laughs> Me too. Thing. And and it's one of those things like we so take it for granted now, but yeah. like in your first like 3D adventure game, like this thing that kind of lets you just get anywhere is yep. so powerful. And 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 the fact that like you get the hook shot and you get that taste, and then you get the long shot, and you're like, I can go yes. anywhere. Like, you're like, gone, you know, this, you're this, gone. Yeah. This, this infinite power, and it's it's one of those things where like you get the grappling hook in Wind Waker, and I'm like, okay, like this is a cool new way to do this, and then you get the hook shot later, and you're like, fuck yes, yep. <laughs> like, like good, great. Uh, the the double claw shots in Twilight Princess, I always think yeah. back of like, man, they they really like they they flew too close close to the sun, I think ultimately, but yeah, um, but it's, it's but not, it's but it's so cool. They're just like, let's just keep let's. Yeah, that, let's keep that, you in the air, you know, just, like yeah, get let's, you up places. Let's just let's just keep escalating this hook shot idea, and then they just made two giant claw shots, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, guys, like it it's, was it's, it's cool it's cool design, but yeah, I think that's I think that was just they were running into like we've made so many games like this, we need to. It's keep figuring you, know, you it play out. you play Breath of the Wild without one, uh, without any hook shot at all, and it's like okay, like obviously that game's designed in a way that you shouldn't need it, but it is. It is a little bit of like that that the crutch is taken away and it yeah. makes that game more interesting in a lot of ways. And it makes me want a Breath of the Wild where they give you a hook shot. We'll talk yeah, about that just, a little bit. Just, yeah, just see what the possibilities um, are. Yeah, it be, Because I want to see how that changes that dynamic because mm-hmm. it is so all changing in, in the 3D Zelda games that it is. In, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah no, totally. Um, I've, I've always liked... It's you know they 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 did it. They, I think it's another thing of like they did it one too many times. But I always liked like just the very basic boomerang of like, all right, I'm Z targeting and I'm just gonna target these four things and then throw it and it's just gonna go between all of them and do something cool. And I was just like every time I got to do, anytime you get to do that in Zelda, you're just like, yeah, this is this is just fun, and satisfying, very yeah. simple thing to do. The um, one of my favorite boomerangs is actually in I think it's uh phantom hourglass and it's like mm-hmm. the few things i like about those ds games are because I, I don't love them really at all yeah i was gonna say i haven't um, played them yeah uh they're just it's just weird you can't control link yeah. you're always like that's 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 why i didn't, that's why i didn't play them because i heard that and but I was like, good all all the items you control with like by drawing lines with the stylus mm-hmm. and i think they're all implemented really cool like one of the last end game items you get in spirit tracks is the bomb chew but they make oh, it cool. like really cool that you get this bomb that you can kind of send along a path to do what you need to do, uh, and they make it like logically make sense with the world that they've built around it. Um, so th- there's like really cool item stuff in those games, and mm. the boomerang is one of them. So that's cool. I always I always like the. Um, I, I actually have not played Skyward Sword. Um, oh wow! And I think and I think I would. I think it, if I tried to use like the the bug thing the bug we like throw it and you have to like guide it around to like grab stuff i mm-hmm. feel like if i were probably actually trying to use that i'd feel bad i would feel maybe bad maybe at this point because of motion control or something yeah I'm it's pro- not amazing yeah that's that's probably what i'm seeing but i always remember seeing it and i remember like seeing the demos and the like from e3 and being like that's a cool idea of just like you're controlling this little thing and flying it around it is. It just he ends up kind of being like a budget boomerang yeah, by the end of the game, and it's that's kind of a bummer. That's kind of what I figured is they wouldn't really use it beyond that. But you uh, can like pick up bombs and drop them on people. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and then and then of course with Breath of the Wild, like I just love the like simplicity of having the like like the paraglider is like such a like a thing in that game that just becomes like so no brainer right Second like nature yeah yeah and you're just you're just you know you're you're just going high and just leaping off stuff and just like how how useful that is and just how how freeing it is to like let you explore a world you know in, a, in like such a simple way that like no real game has done a lot of that like i think the only game that like kind of like or well does have like stuff like that was what just cause where you kind of are exploring up a world and they just give you like a free reign to just like get up in the air and just kind of soar over a bunch of stuff very quickly and just easily and scope out the world. And like, there's not a lot of world games that just like give you a lot of those opportunities. I feel like, 
like like at least more recently i think that's just because of how game worlds are made now where they're so large that it's like and then and, and like they're so large that the people are trying to make the biggest worlds ever and they're not necessarily thinking about like well there there, there could be it's cool to have this massive world but sometimes it's like i just want to have more free exploration of something and it doesn't really feel like it because i i you gave me a large world but like there's still like the easiest path to go is just kind of through this straight road that you made so i'm gonna try and stay on the straight road because it's easy instead of like making it this big hassle to explore this world where like yeah. breath of the wild it's like there it doesn't matter like you can i i, I do want to climb there this, are no I, roads there <laughs> are no roads but i also like i, I might want to go up this kind of slightly challenging mountain because i can get to the top and use my player glider to just like soar over everything and see where the next like marker or wherever I want to go is. So yeah. it's just, I just, I, I love the paraglider. Paraglider is so good. You're right. That's a very good one. And that's like an item that we don't even think about as an yes. item because you just don't receive it in the way that you would. You yes, know, like exactly. that's part of what all of makes Breath of the Wild so great is like everything that is quote unquote a Zelda item in that game, which there aren't many. Yeah, uh, are very minimal, you know. Yeah, they're just like they're they're literally giving you right to the get go, and it's like you're not really. They're just they're just like your basic your basic things at that point, even though they are you can consider them kind of your more traditional, quote yeah, unquote. They're items. like the equivalent of like rope and and flint, you know. Yeah. Like this is all Link needs to do to get just, shit done to just live. <laughs> um, but yeah, since I I think that's uh a good chat about all of ours our Zelda tastes over the years. Um, but let's talk about what we hope to see as, uh, as we go further into 2020, hopefully, hopefully we'll survive more of 2020. Yeah. Um, and we're so all, far so good. Well, yeah, so, so far yeah. so okay. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> for you, you and me, it's yeah, so far so good. <laughs> just kind of knocking on wood every day, more yeah. or less. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, let's talk about the future and kind of what do we see, um, for obviously the next breath, the next game from the Zelda series is Breath of the Wild Two. We do know that, but I would say even we can open it up a little bit more um, and talk about like what are like other Zelda games we might like to see um, potentially. But um, I would say we can just start though. Let's just let's just get into some Breath of the Wild Two speculation, hopes and dreams. What what are we what are we thinking? How are we feeling? I'm so ready for this game. (laughs) It's really like, it's in a great position because like, ultimately if you just put me in the same map and gave me maybe like one or two new things and said like, Hey, just do it again. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been three, four years. Like I'm so ready. (laughs) Like I want this so bad. Um, So like they're in a great position where I think they don't have to do a lot, but they're going to do a lot because they're Nintendo. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, like the one thing I want, I think is like pretty much a guarantee, um, which is like a dark world. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it seems like going off of the themings that we've seen is like it'll be like Hyrule that it was maybe probably just adjusted from the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's like, you know, time time has passed, maybe five years have passed or something and and things are better and and there are more towns i'm hoping like new towns have been built or something terry town is huge or something now that would be so cool that would be very cool um uh, but yeah like going into an underground it seems like seems like the dark world or the reverse world whatever it will be will just be like underground catacombs maybe is the vibe that i got yeah um and and the hope is that they're as expansive as the whole map um but it's you know you can kind of have these access points to get underground uh, to the dark world um, anytime and and hopefully within that world there are some real ass dungeons because uh, I think like ch- challenge me in a way beyond just physics like I, I think they've learned like a lot of Breath of the Wild was them like oh like these physics let us make really cool types of puzzles in a Zelda way is like now now that you've figured that out like let's maybe make some more mind mind gamey puzzles with with more mind numbing dungeons that's my hope. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I totally feel you on that of just, like, I, I want to see not necessarily one-for-one one more traditional-style Zelda dungeons, but, like, like look yeah. look at, you know, bring some of bring some of that flavor back into this game, and, you know, it's I think there's still a lot of good things from the traditional Zelda games, So and I think they can, now that, like you said, they've done Breath of the Wild, and they've 
experimented and found a lot of cool stuff that works and like it clearly was very successful and they figured out i think like now they can go like okay we can kind of keep everything that people like about this and and like a lot of like the feedback they got from that i hope sticks sticks with this sequel and then they just like infuse like more tradition like a little bit more traditional stuff of like here's some here's some dungeons like like you said i th- i definitely agree with that of like i think you're going to be going i think these dungeons are going to be like kind of these ancient catacombs that are underground and Sounds so cool and like I, that that's 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 kind of what i'm hoping cuz like they've 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 there was always a little bit of that in breath of the wild but you never really like it was a thing you like you didn't really catch on of like i'm all these all these shrines are going underground in the first place so like there's like all this weird underground like facilities or things already like kind of in in the world but like they never really explain like what these things are or like how they've existed all this time so like i'm thinking maybe there's that of like this game's with ganon their 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 world interpretation version of ganon returning like you're gonna find more about the history of this specific hyrule of like why like there's all this weird underground stuff and what what it was used My, for or like was it some ancient like civilization that was under there and or or like from years and years ago and then you know they they were destroyed in a calamity of their own and then now now like you know the high role of now is now discovering this stuff or something like that i don't know but my my hope is that also like with because they they showed this man that looks that we assume is ganondorf kind of coming back um, but like a thing that I, that was a big takeaway for me at the end of breath of the wild spoilers, I guess, you know, mm. there's been a lot of spoilers so far, but I, I, you had three years. So, yeah. um, but like, you know, Ganon kind of forms all of his malice into this giant bestial form. And Zelda says like, this is it. Like, this is Ganon's like essence. If we destroy this, he's gone forever. Um, and I really thought at the time that the implication was like, this is going to be kind of like the last time we fight Ganon. And and from here on out, as a franchise, it's going to move on to something new. Right. Um, and then, you know, them showing Ganondorf uh, makes me think, like, I, I'm still of the mind that maybe, like, that is absolutely a red herring. Like, it looks like sure. Ganondorf, and we're going to be fighting maybe something with that face. But I think it's it's going to slowly unravel that this is a new threat that is ancient and evil and, and maybe spiritual in nature and... And that, I hope that happens. I hope that that's how, like setting up like a new franchise villain for Zelda with this game that can kind of go on and be reiterated and reincarnated to the ends of the earth would be really cool for me, too. Yeah, I, I would be totally down for that as well. Just this like enemy that's sort of familiar, but not at the same time. Right. Of us like it's like I feel like they, they've tried that before with Skyward Sword with Demise, but then like still kind of just fell on like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of trying to make like an origin story for Ganon and, and yeah. I get it, but yeah. yeah. And, and so like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for them trying like different stuff though. Right. Like they, they tried and like, it didn't work out, but like they also then tried again with breath of the wild and it was spectacular. So I'm yes. down, I'm down for them to try, try and still mix up stuff where they can. Um, and I, and I think we, I think we both said it before, but like, I mean, just like the implications and like the things like a hook shot could do in that, in like the oh. world of breath of the wild. Yeah, totally easily. Like that, it would change the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah, like I, the theory, I guess I thought saw going around is like that arm in the trailer that we've seen that right, kind of like yeah, wraps yeah. itself around link could maybe be like a, like a devil arm, like from devil may cry Four, like hook shot oh, arm that you can like throw <laughs> up and grab yourself to platforms or walls or anything like that just the idea be of being able to toss that around and pull yourself to places fuck man yeah that that would be cool if they like yeah like made that crazy yeah like you said like a weird devil arm or it's like some kind of weird spirit that was like keeping that like that that weird monster or whatever ganondorf thing like sealed like na- now like yeah. you're you're that like it probably like snatched itself onto link or something and now like that's like the whole seat of this game is like you've getting abilities for that arm or whatever. And like one could be yeah, like a hook shot or doing other things like grabbing enemies and stuff. That'd be really cool. That'd be really totally. cool. Totally throwing enemies around in combat. Like that would be so rad. Yeah. Or like being able to like, they like throw stuff at you and you can catch them and, and other things like that. <sighs> yeah. And like, totally. Yes. This is infinite potential. Like you could do a little, one little thing, in Breath of the Wild 2, and the thing is, it would have to be, ma- it would just be massive, because 
that you could just do it with everything. Like yeah. that's how those game that game works. Yeah, that's how it just works. It just works with everything. But I mean, even even if it wasn't like you get like a crazy ghost arm and you just you just like found a, a, a like the more traditional hook shot that he puts in his hand and you can like totally. aim at stuff. Like I'd still be totally cool with that because again, like you said, it would work with everything. Like, could it be a but thing? Like you, could it be? Could it, could they like? even try and make that kind of weirdly physics-y and like you can like use it to like swing around or something like you who knows if they did stuff like that yeah who knows if they did stuff like that or like you know even just like the basic thing of like you know how you could jump how you could like if you had enough uh ground or enough air time you could jump and then like go into slow-mo with the bow like could you just use that to be like i'm gonna hook shot this kind of thing real quick just to get myself up in the air and then put myself in slow-mo to do stuff like even just like having that much new stuff would be super cool with a hook shot so i just think it'd be uh super fun um an, another another thing that's like i i don't think it would i don't think they would do it um but like what if they just went back to ocarina and majora and gave you like an ocarina that you could like play songs with and like uh manipulate stuff with I think that I think they would do that. Um, I hope so. Like the the bigger thing for me with those is like music is so the heart of Zelda, and like yeah. you and I are, are Breath of the Wild soundtrack believe truthers over mm-hmm. here. There there are haters out there, and yeah, and I understand that it doesn't have as much music um, as people think. But I think like implementing music in a similar way to like that kind of game. Um, would be awesome like because i want it to be where you can like learn tons and tons of songs like there are many songs more than yeah. just like the core 12 or whatever and like a lot of them don't have any purpose or maybe they're just nice songs or yeah, maybe you, you just, just use them for side quests around. yeah you can just mess around and learn a song yeah, that, yeah that'd and be totally I, cool I think that would yeah. be really cool that'd be totally cool too and just like yeah just like i thinking of that idea of like how that they're like and like granted like some of it's also from the mindset of like there were some things in breath of the wild that like i wish you could manipulate or change like the rain or the blood moon or like um making certain things spawn or something would be like like even just having like some of those things as like songs can like have this like bring back the song of storms and you can play it and then have it start raining or stop raining or like have the song of time and maybe you can like you know you know change change like jump ahead of to different days or Maybe even jump back in time somehow, or I don't know how that would really work. Necessarily. But there are so many ways that they could do it, and I, yeah. I think like they will. Like that song of storm scene is so brilliant too, because like it answers the the criticisms that people had about Breath of the Wild while still remaining kind of true to it. So yeah. like I think I, I think it's a no brainer. Like the the song of day or whatever, like stuff like that. Like imagine like stumbling on like a heavily armored moblin camp and they're all wearing like metal armor or something. You're like, I'll just fucking call in a song of storms. And they all just get yeah, zapped just by get, lightning. Yeah, just and stuff. start lightning. Yeah, It'd be so cool. Yeah, th- like it, I, I thought I just thought of that. Of just like that would just be like a cool like one. It would be like a callback sort of nostalgic thing. Like they could kind of return in a very interesting way and implement in this new kind of Zelda format with Breath of the Wild. So I, I just think that'd be super fun. Um, uh, there's another one, there's another item that I was now blanking on, but like, I I think, um, or just like, you know, you could have a song where like, you know, or, or I don't really know if you'd be like a, a song is there, but like something to like, you know, I don't really have an issue with it. And I don't think you do much either, but like the weapon durability stuff, like I think a lot of people had issues with that. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't really bother me cause I liked the kind of, the kind of emergent uh gameplay kind of made from that right of just like you know totally i'm fighting a thing and now all of a sudden this weapon's about to break and now now i need to kind of rethink of like what i want to do do i want to back off and just hurl this thing into this dude's face and i'll more likely kill him or do i want to just like switch to a new weapon real quick and save this save this throwing weapon for another enemy or something like that and just like there's a whole bunch of stuff like that and you know, or like your your weapon breaking mid combat, having to grab an enemy's weapon, and then them like reacting yes. to it, being like, "Hey, that's my weapon!" Yeah, and just then like using yeah. that to beat them, like yeah, totally. Silly. Just yeah, just and just taking you know, you are you running low on weapons, and you know, you can just run up and take a bunch of them, and they can't really do anything. Then they just kind of mm. throw rocks at you, and then, yeah, it, it was super fun and emergent, and like I, I I could see them implementing something that like mitigates that, but I don't know if they would. I, like that's going to be a very curious thing. I think that's kind of 
make or break it's, for it's a lot of thing of like if they start bringing in items like a hook shot or something are those items going to be destroyable right. or are they going to be rechargeable like the master sword or are they going to be upgradable like yeah do they get, become more durable you know like i was thinking of like if they give you a hook shot like would you start like with a wood hook shot and then upgrade it to a stone hook shot like i want upgrade systems and stuff like that could be really cool too yeah um, yeah just having kind of yeah, different kinds of hook shots do different things attached to different services for example you know yeah, there's a lot of a lot of potential. I don't think they're gonna eclipse it like altogether. I, I feel like it is such a core to that game, yeah. um, but I think it will see adjustments because people <laughs> were the most I think frustrated by that. That's the most divisive system in in Breath of the Wild, I'd say. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, it's definitely the most divisive, and like I will be most interested to see how they kind of tackle that stuff. And I and I'm t- tackle. I'm I'm curious, like like you said. I agree that like I think this is going to be more or less kind of what Breath of the Wild or more or less what the map of Breath of the Wild was, but now slightly adjusted. Like you said, like time has passed. You know, again, it's like you know, not, I don't know if it's really spoilers since it's just in like a trailer for a promotional trailer, but they they literally show Hyrule, the castle in Breath of the Wild, like starting to like soar into the air at and at the end of the trailer and like kind of coming out of the ground. So like, I, I wonder if that's like. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Yeah, like, like what's what yeah, what in the world is that? And also, like, is it is that just going to be Hyrule that lifts up, or like maybe other parts of the map will start also lifting up? Because like again, there's well, like, there's are, are we all wrong thinking it's an underground map and it's actually a Sky World map? Yeah, like, yeah, it just becomes yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, Skyward Sword two. Here it is. Yeah, but like honestly, like if you had some flying beast to, to fly around on, and then you could just paraglide down to wherever, to like, wherever, yeah be super cool sign me up dude that'd be yeah that'd be i'd be super into that too uh or just like because they did show you riding an animal like a different like a different animal that you literally never saw in the original breath of the wild and that trailer right like it was like this weird kind of elephant looking thing yeah it was like a or like a bison like a elephant weird, combo kinda, yeah, type like thing. A weird thing that like you never even we never even saw that in the first breath of the wild yeah, I want to know that whole, that whole thing's story, everything yes. about it. Yeah, so like I'm curious if they're just gonna like pull something like that. I'm just like, all right, there's way more like weird kind of animals and wildlife in the world now. Like, and then they're, and then now you can now they're just like around, and maybe there's like way more creatures you can ride around on or tame or something like that instead of just horses. Like maybe you can get one of those weird elephants mm. for yourself or. Like you said, maybe like a like a sprinting things. mount, something like a like a big tiger or something. Yeah, like that'd that. be really cool. Just like something like or some like kind of flying like bird creatures or other other different flying things. Like if loft wings came back in like a major way that you could like mount them, I think that would be just so cool. Yeah. Just like if if you really think about it, just like even if there isn't a sky world, like Breath of the Wild is a huge map. Flying mounts would make it a lot easier to traverse. I think it is a thing that they would think about at the very least. Um, yeah, totally. that's just that. That's when we honestly get into stuff where I'm like, "How is this going to perform?" <laughs> like, yeah. those are the only things like where you're like soaring over the map at a rapid pace, like that might perform pretty poorly on, yeah. on Switch. Yeah, I wonder how far they'll go with that to keep it keep it running well on the system. Um, that's why underground makes so much sense because yeah. you can kind of like make more detailed, bigger dungeon type things because you're kind of cutting the whole world off. Yeah, and you're kind of going underground into this different section. Totally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, th- I think that's like we we've we can, I think we that's can, some good kernels right there. I yeah. feel like we got got some good stuff out there. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, Breath of the Wild too. We're clearly excited. We're for so it. excited. <laughs> we're clearly excited, and we're clearly like there's still so much to know about it. But I would also say like in general, because we don't really know the time frame of like when that game is coming. We just know it's in development. Uh, we, mm-hmm. um, would you want to see like any kind of other Zelda game like come out? Like, would we like, got Link's Awakening remake, which I, I really liked and and I'm really happy with. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like, I, I would say like it would be really cool. Like I said, a remake would be really another remake would be cool just because I I did think they did such a gorgeous job with Link's Awakening and it was fun. It was very true to that game. Yeah. Like honestly, if they did a a similar thing for Ocarina of Time, where it's like Hey, we just kind of modernized the controls of this game, but we we really didn't fuck with it. It's just this game looking as good as it can. Um, go yeah. have fun! Like I would kill for that. Yeah. Like I, you don't I, need I, to fuck with Ocarina of Time. Like, uh, you, like you're gonna make twelve more Zelda games that are similar to it anyway. So like we don't need to mess this one up. Yeah. Uh, 
in any way. So if, yeah. if we dolled it up and made it look great, so, like put it on Switch. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, or, or something, or like uh, a link between link between worlds situation where they just take the world of Ocarina of Time and then like bring it bring it ahead, and you're a different link technically, but you're still kind of in that similar world. Well, like, would that be something that would be like, oh, cool, or you? I, I feel like that would have. I'd be interested in it, but it would also probably be a lot more apprehensive about, right? Because like Ocarina yeah. is such this like fabled thing to a lot of people. I I totally like, and the thing is like, I'm that my biggest criticism of Links Between Worlds was ironically that uh, it was too much like A Link to the Past. I think like I, mm-hmm. I think if it had just been its own original thing, it would have been a better game. Sure. Um, but you know, obviously, it is still great, and, and a lot of things that are great about it are because of it. It is so similar to the Link to the Past. Um, so I, I feel the same about Ocarina of Time. Like I, I think you you take the risk of like, hey, like this thing just isn't as cool by inherency because it's a kind of imitation of another thing that was already great. Right. But um, any time, any more time in that world, especially if it's like, I imagine if they did that, it wouldn't look like Breath of the Wild. It would probably be like pretty heavily stylized and artistic looking. Yeah. Um, kind of like a link to the past, uh, or Link's Awakening, I should say. Um, so yeah, I like I just want to see what that would look like. I would, you know, any excuse to spend more time in that version of Hyrule, I would take. Um, yeah. See those characters, these those characters, like those very high personality N sixty four characters redone up. Like yeah, I mean, like I would say yes to pretty much any Zelda game. So yeah, same. I think that's I think that's like the the takeaway is like I don't think we would complain if there was like another Zelda game really. And, and, but a new but was, 2D Zelda game on Switch, like brand new 2D, like Capcom style, maybe like Minish Cap style, ooh. like f- a whole ass new thing would be amazing. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool as well. Um, I, I would definitely be open to, yeah, just like a new 2D Zelda or like some remakes or some ports, like just like, you know, do just, you know, put put this stuff on a more easily accessible things so i'm not looking at we use on, e- on ebay <laughs> ebay yeah, driving to my like, house to pick up a gamecube yeah, yeah, game exactly or just like <laughs> because yeah, it's, it doesn't exist anywhere yeah else. exactly or, or yeah or it does and it's like over 150 or 200 dollars just a single copy or something crazy like that and it's totally yeah and like i would i would totally be open to all that stuff and just um having even like you know, just bring over Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD and just put them on Switch because whatever, or you know, you know, port some of like you know, like you said, even taking like the bare bones of the the 3DS remakes because you already kind of up like did some graphical work on those and just like sort of upresing them to an extent, you know, yeah. just kind of taking the taking the bare bones of it and then just like putting a, a new coat of paint on it but I'd be, I'd be hire that too. guy that's putting all of the zelda games in unreal engine 4 and <laughs> just tell him to do that yeah, just, <laughs> you yeah, know like just do that but on the switch and you're good yeah yeah um but but yeah i, I think i think we've had a, a good a very good zelda chat Alex. yes i feel good about this zelda yes chat. this is a, this is a very fun chat uh, i'm glad we did it and i hope you all enjoyed it we're gonna try and do I don't really have necessarily a name for these like mini kind of one-off pods we're going to do, but I'm, but ultimately, hopefully the goal is, uh, in between the main once a month Nintendo land, uh, shows that we're going to be doing, uh, which again, the, the next one that, which is gonna, We're going to be talking all about Xenoblade and all about, uh, <clears throat> some of the more recent announcements like the new paper Mario and some other stuff. That episode will be out you know probably like the first or second week of june just so we have some time to get into xenoblade um this you'll probably be hearing this like probably before that and then after after we get that june episode out i'm going to sit down with another lovely person from our website irrationalpassions.com which i mentioned that's the video game website we're a part of it's a video Uh, game website it's a video game website um and then uh we'll do another chat we'll like you know we're 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 not gonna go probably won't go through every single franchise because we're ultimately i'm looking more for like a conversation that we had today where we really like this franchise and why it's so important to us and i think we still have other ones like i know me and you are very much into metroid and like yes. me and quinn are very much into pokemon um and i'd even like to talk about some like the newer you know nintendo franchises like splatoon or something like that too i think that'd be mm. fun to look at nintendo kind of what they're doing now 
Um, so, so you know, look forward to some of that stuff in the future. I'm going to try and sprinkle them in between our main episodes. So, uh, so we have like a bunch of fun stuff on this feed. Um, coming to you a little bit more regularly. Um, so I hope you all enjoy it. Thanks again uh, for listening. Um, thanks to Alex for this very fun chat. Oh, thank you, Mike, yeah, for this very fun chat. It was very fun. Um, and uh, I hope everyone continues to stay safe in this weird time. Um, yes. And uh, we all love you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.